like we a go. weird robot in the bear song. Um, but like, you know, since we've been on pandemic Zoom, you know, meetings, I just just haven't had the right energy to, you know, um we're live, by the way, but yeah, we can, talk about, we can talk about this energy. You know, we can talk about this energy. You know, um, you, know. I, you know, I'm just like an I'm an I'm an old fashioned in person kind of guy. You know, like I like to, you know, be in the same room with people, but you know, sometimes you can't do it. But you know, so there's a compromise. I'm not singing, and but we're we're zooming. <laughs> we're zooming. There I sing. There we go. There it is. That was that was great. Yes. That, that was very uh, elf-like from the movie Elf. Where he's oh like, gosh, you know singing. You know, I forgot to do, I forgot to like post everything on Instagram. I'm I'm gonna do that. You know, ago. But welcome to Robot and the Bear podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Chu. Uh, along I'm the other one, Eric Nakamura. And today's special guest is Mr. Jeff Soto. Jeff Soto. Hey, thank you for I, having me on. Hey, is, is this is this shit live? This shit is live. Oh, it's really? Live. Oh, cool. So we we record it uh, audio wise, and it's also live. So it'll be on YouTube, but then it you know we'll, I'll do an audio version that's for podcasts. So do you have like a window open right now, and you can see how many people are 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 about to watch it? Right. All all two of us. All two of us. <laughs> I'm going to use the VF1 image as your thumbnail for to promote the show. Is that okay? Yeah. It feels kind of like a, a throwback to the classic, you know, Jeff Soto, like, you know, robots and goodness, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. It is kind of like a throwback so, to all that old stuff. Um, Sorry. We're, yeah, we're, we're getting to a slow start here, but it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could try to. Um, we're good. Should I advertise it on my social media it, somewhere? If you'd like, you know, we just I, I, we're we're putting it out now a little bit. Yeah, okay. a little late, you know. So here, yeah. let me put that in next. For yep. anyone listening to this, this is just, this is it, just this is exciting. this this is the business part, man. Business. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, we just you're you're episode number seventy, by the way. But, Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, I, I missed sixty-nine. Yeah, you missed no, sixty-nine. You did. You yeah. you tried, but you blew it. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Jeff. Yes. What have you been working on lately? Oh shit, that's that's like a that's that's kind of like a hard question to ask. Uh, well, to that was very very easy it's, for me to ask. It's easy to ask. ask. Yeah. It's hard to answer. Um, well, you know, I know it's multi pronged, right? It's multi pronged. I guess you would say. I I feel like for you know for the pandemic being uh such a such a important thing um i feel like i've i don't know what am i trying to say um it feels like i've been working on a lot of different things like like 20 different things like i've really spread myself very thin in a weird way um and it, it's not all you know it's not all art stuff it's like it's like working on my on my yard and my cactus garden and doing family things and, uh, and watching TV and reading. And um, I, I guess you asked, what am I working on? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, working is uh, where you're putting your energy toward. So yeah, you know, all yeah. of those things, if it's all of those things, then it's all of those things. But I know, first off, I'm curious, before we jump into art work, this cactus garden, 
uh, I've seen ups and downs. I've seen where the wind blew and they got screwed up. And then I've been seeing so many iterations. They, they're getting burned. They're too hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah um, there's just so much going on there. <laughs> well, I live in Riverside, which uh, is kind of like a suburb of a suburb of Los Angeles. And, it, you know, the weather here is, I think, a little bit hotter than L.A. It's a By little a dry. Not a lot. I mean, it's like. 10 it's, degrees it's, more, it's, right? No, I mean, if you, it, it's not that different from Pasadena very often. Which you is know, like, 10 degrees higher than 10 10 degrees. Okay, okay. Or 15, okay. maybe 15. <laughs> I, yeah. I think of Pasadena and LA as the same kind of like oh, area. Okay. Is Maybe that weird? A little, yeah, I think it's just way hotter over there than here where I'm at. It's yeah. it's sort of like it's sort of inland. Let me mute my phone yeah. here. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and we you know in Southern California we have a, a very big um, like cactus community, a big cactus and succulent and and really gardening uh, culture out here and. Part of that is because of the weather. Like, like one of the capitals of the cactus world is down in um, like North County, San Diego. Oh. And so that, that's not that far from where I'm at. And it's a little cooler there than here. But, um, uh, and, and I apologize, this might be really extremely boring if you're, no way, if you're no here way. to listen about art. Uh, cactus, <laughs> cactus can look like art and sculpture to me. So in uh, equally... Well, Oh, when yeah. I went to I, I I visited Takashi Murakami in uh, at a studio in Saitama. This dude has a greenhouse that's filled with cactus, all different kinds of cactus stuff I've never seen that look like it's from another world. Like I'm just like I've never seen these cactus, and they're all from like Texas and Mexico. Um, but he's got them in a greenhouse. So I mean, artists right. like plants sometimes because they informs their own work. Uh, it looks like you're doing something similar. Well, yeah. I mean, I I got into it about um 22 years ago because oh, okay. they because they look like little sculptures I, I i got them from um from target from target they, <laughs> they had <laughs> target um hey, it's an art podcast it has we have to be a little fancy yes. right yes. French. Yeah, you gotta, we French. Gotta, like, you know France. take it up a notch yeah. uh, yes. but they you know you'd, you'd go in there and and um there'd be these little cool plants with very sculptural qualities to them and and you could collect all these little ones, and um, they, they were just really inspiring to me. And so all through, um, I guess, my years at Art Center, like the, you know, the late 90s and early 2000s, I was driving around Pasadena, and um, I was taking clippings, you know, where I shouldn't, you know, like if I saw, <laughs> if I saw a house with really cool plants, I'd be like, I'm going to pull over there and just kind of act like I'm getting something out of my car, but I'm going to snip a little, little piece off that plant. And uh, I, I did that in, I mean, I shouldn't even say this, but it was 20 years ago, but I, I did it at the Huntington, uh, the, the LA Arboretum, Cal State Fullerton, anywhere I went that had like a kind of a cool garden, I would go take. But you weren't, I mean, you didn't kill anything. Like you didn't, no, uh, no. you didn't poach the whole plant. You just took a piece of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess it's not okay, but it's not so bad as cutting one out of the ground and taking it. Right. So. I mean, it's. I'll give. I give you a pass. <laughs> yeah, it's bad now. It's bad now. I mean, yeah. I, I would. I would definitely wouldn't do it now. But um, yeah, that's kind of how I got the base of my collection twenty years ago. And and um, man, that I, I think when I look back at the plants I've collected, they kind of, they kind of followed my art career. Like they kind of, um, 
they kind of like died out. I started having a lot of plants die because I was living in an apartment and, you know, we had kids. And so I was, I was neglecting the plants. I was very, uh, very focused like a laser on my art career. And a lot of the uh, plants died. And then as I've gotten older and I had a little more time the last five or six years, I started buying more plants and, and kind of like taking that hobby back up. And now I have more money to do it. So, and of course, prices for everything went like apeshit during, <laughs> during the pandemic, you know, $50 cactus, which is already a lot, you know, now, now they're like three or $400 for these, you know, slow growing, uh, exotic plants. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I've seen pictures, uh, for years, I think. And I, I think I'm just like, I'm a lurker. So I've, I've lurked and looked at how much cactus you have. And I've seen some ups and downs. I, I think there was a wind issue once and things fell over. And then I've seen a lot of your cactus pictures. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but <laughs> it's always exciting to me. So I'm Santa Ana wins. Yeah. Always into it. So it's just kind of exciting yeah. to me. But yeah, but, I yeah. mean, sh shit happens. Yeah. Shit happens. And, can, you, um, can you talk about how that wind. affects? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, like, yeah, we get like, you know, anyone who lives in Southern California knows we get the, uh, the Santa Ana winds and they, they blow trees down, you know, they, yeah. uh, they damage property. Well, do they damage property? Sure. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, if a tree falls in your house, you know. True, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, can, you, can you talk about the cactus and how, like, aside you having time and kind of working with them concurrent with your career, do they inform your work in any way or by, you know, let's. Yeah, yeah. Because they're kind of alien looking, so. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, you know, I'm seeing like the, like some of them make really weird flowers and they all live in, in really uh, inhospitable places, you know, where, where there's not a lot of rainfall. And, uh, so they're just, they're just interesting. They're survivors. They're, uh, they're ancient. They're kind of like the, uh, the, the further evolution of plants. You know, you have like the leafy plants and then some of them grew into, uh, they evolved to hold water longer. They evolved to live in um, hot and dry environments. And, and they also, you know, the spines are, uh, you know, people think they're there to protect them from being eaten by animals, but they're really there to, to shade the plant from sun. And when there is rain, they're kind of designed so the rain droplets go straight down and, and oh. kind of like water the plant. Wow. So, so yeah, they, they, uh, they pop into my artwork and I, I think more, uh, more frequently the last few years, I've kind of started putting in plants, and, but it's always like my take on the plants. It's like, like, oh, here's a cactus I really like, but, um, either because I can't draw it good enough to make it look exactly like the cactus, um, or because I want to change it up and I want it to be kind of like a fantasy environment, you know? I will um, change it a little bit. Cool. So, so yeah, it, it, it works out. Awesome. Um, have you had a lot of time to just actually put brush to board or canvas or whatnot in the last year during this I, pandemic time? I have, but I, you know, kind of like what Luke was saying, it hasn't been the most inspiring time. And I, I think I was kind of bummed out about that because when, when the pandemic first was, you know, a thing when it first started happening, I was very stressed out because I got I got two kids, 
you know, I got a wife, I got, uh, we have, I, I was, I'd get stressed out going to the grocery store, you know, like, Oh, it was stressful, man. Like, I didn't oh, like going shit. either. There's no fucking meat. There's no meat here. There's no fucking <laughs> eggs. There's no milk. No, no bread, no flour, no uh, was, tons of shit. Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah. No bread. Yeah. I was like, what yeah. am I going to feed my kids? And I think even though that, that resolved itself, it seemed like within a couple of weeks, it seemed like things got a lot easier. Um, I think I carried that. I'm sure a lot of artists have the same kind of story, but I think I carried that, that stress. I should say a lot of people probably have that still in their head a little bit. And so I, at first I was like, yes, I'm going to have all this time. I don't, you know, I teach. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be home. I have a whole semester of just, you know, Zoom meetings. And that's pretty cool because I can, I don't have to be there and I could take advantage of this time and work on my own art. And I just found myself um, like watching TV a lot and reading a lot, you know, and like, and, and, and I was also very glued to uh, news because it was like, you know, the, the last, especially the last half of the year, it was pretty fucking crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> last year. It so was I was amazingly entertaining. It was, it was entertaining and it was also scary. And it was also, uh, it, it, I don't know, it just kind of like opened my eyes to a lot of things. And uh, it was just a big mix of, of emotions and uh, craziness. And it, it just, it, I never found a good rhythm to make art. I, I did a lot of drawings, but I, I don't know if they were, I'm looking, I was looking back at the drawings and I'm like, I don't know if these are good drawings. They're very, they're like, they're angsty, but not in a, not in like a cool, like, um, like teenage angsty, um, cool way. It was like, <laughs> the drawings are kind of depressing. And like, I don't know if they're going to be made into paintings. I don't know. So I feel like that whole year, maybe I feel like I didn't really like flourish like I wanted to, you know, and it was okay. Cause everyone, did I freeze up? You guys froze up for a second. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just, I, I think for everyone, it was a kind of a fucked up year. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> goes without saying basically now, but yeah, just wondering like, so, so cause certain artists uh, seem to like handle it in different ways, but uh, I am noticing like general, like I'm like, Oh, look at all this time artists have right now. And it didn't seem like it translated into like this really useful, you know, oh, I'm going to make 20 paintings now that this is going on. It seemed like, actually, no, it didn't work out that way. You know, for me, like, since I teach, and um, if, you, if, if your uh, viewers or listeners don't know, I teach at uh, Riverside City College. I teach, uh, you know, drawing and painting, studio art classes. And it was, looking back, it was like a lot of work to transition from an in-person model where we were... Um, you know, we're all used to that. I've been teaching 10 years and you kind of have your lessons down. You, uh, you know exactly how to teach and you know how to show the students what they need to know. And then going to um, online, like I had so many technical problems, like the Wi-Fi doesn't work in my garage. So I'm trying to <laughs> teach charcoal drawing, which is messy. And I'm like, I got to bring this shit in the house. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. So I ended up making a bunch of videos, like like 20 videos across all three of my classes. And it was just a crazy time suck, just, just being on, um, 
uh, what's the program, the, the Apple program? Okay. I don't know. No, no, it's the, it's the, <laughs> I I'm, uh, yeah, iMovie, I'm on a computer, iMovie. I could just, I think yeah, it's called. Yeah, iMovie, GarageBand, uh, I don't know. I, th I think it's just called, is it just called Movie? Oh, it is iMovie. iMovie. Yeah, it's iMovie. iMovie, gotcha. But, but like, I became an expert on that. So I, I became such an expert that I forgot what the, what the fucking program is <laughs> called. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, looking back, that was such a time suck. I mean, I'm not complaining because I get paid for that, but uh, it was like every day I was, I was filming um, parts of demos and I'd have to script them out. I'd have to, I'd have to wow. refilm things. I had problems with my, uh, you know, my computer and it was just, there's a lot of work. But I would say this this last semester, which I just ended the semester today, it was a lot easier because this is the third semester that I've taught online. So wow. I, I kind of figured it all out. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. There's there's going to be a whole generation of of, uh, of students that had either like like their senior year of high school was online, or um, you know we have a lot of students at the at the college that have had. A whole year like they came in um uh last fall and they've had two semesters of college level education online and yeah. so we're like wow this is we, we don't know what it's going to be like next semester you know did these students learn enough in art to take the painting class or the watercolor painting class i i, I think they'll all be fine but <laughs> yeah um, luke it looks like you have something like very important to say, like you've been, you've been no, 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 no. I was just, I was just thinking about like what, what that means, right? Like, you know, to have spent like an entire year, like I, it, it's unfathomable to me simply because of the fact that I didn't, you know, experience anything like that throughout my formative college years, and you know, just trying to like, you know, like. I mean, you know, we were out earlier, I was just complaining about like how I can't like sing the robot and the bears song because, you know, I'm doing it over Zoom and I just don't have that same energy, <laughs> you know, but like, I'm trying to imagine like what that that's like, you know, for something as hands on as, you know, taking art lessons, because like one of the, the in, in my eyes, one of the biggest parts of this, taking any kind of visual communication or creative class is the crit wall you know I mean, where you everyone puts their work up and you just rip into it and you know it's it's such a like that's where i feel like the most learning happens you know and um you know like would i be prepared for yeah. to, to, to take the the, uh, the second year courses I'm not sure. I'm not even sure who I would be, you know, like it, it's, it's, um, you know, I, I, maybe people are, will be a lot of these, uh, same students, these students who are going through that are going to like, you know, be greeted with a pretty rude awakening when, uh, they finally are able to get back into school and, and, and do that, do, do their thing. And they're going to find out they're like a year, basically, or what, three quarters of a year behind. They got like 25% of their education. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we hope that they're getting way more than 25%. They're getting all the same lessons, but it's like, you really can't replace 
uh, a, 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 you know, a teacher coming up and saying, oh, hey, fix that, like, check that out, look, you know, look at that a little differently and um, fix your lines, you know, um, you, you, you can't really like replicate that because they're not drawing in front of you. And we were actually kind of, it was suggested that we make everything asynchronous so that they can take the, uh, take the instruction part of the class whenever they can. Because a lot of, a lot of students, you know, there's equity issues. A lot of students have to work. A lot of students can't get online at certain times. They, they might have really bad internet. And uh, so it, it was really like they're taking the class kind of on their own. And I made the best videos I could make. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see next semester. <laughs> but Bummer you know, town. One, one of the things um, that I, I kind of going on to a totally different subject right now, one of the things that like we haven't really discussed on this podcast, which I know Jeff, which is the reason why I wanted you specifically, Jeff, to, to be on the show, is the subject of non-fungible tokens. <laughs> you know, and um, you're like, I, I, I remember like, you know, it's when it started happening, I was just kind of like, okay, well, I don't know any of these artists. I have no idea who people is, I, you know, but like, then like, you know, and the, but then Jeff, you took the, you took a dive in there. You, you, you jumped right into the pool and, um, you know, you, I, I think you have like, you know, since then, I, I think Eric and I both know a variety of different artists who have participated, you know, in the NFT world with um, different philosophies. But yours seems to be kind of leaning more toward like the classic sense, like like when we think of like artists selling their you know artwork on you know the NFT market. Yours is kind of like toward like a classic and uh, classical philosophy of NFT trading and or, and selling. And I was wondering if you could like you know. Tell us how like how it start how you got into it and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like in your some of your experiences with that. Yeah, it, it's funny when Eric asked what I've been doing recently. I was like, I, I talk to my wife about this all the time, and she's like, yes, 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 NFTs, cryptocurrency, and uh, and I I get where she's coming from because it's kind of on my mind a lot because it's 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 exciting, it's interesting, but I was, uh, I was telling her, I was like, wow, I, I think I've been kind of like following this thing like since the beginning of the year. So this is almost like half a year, but it feels like it's been like two or three years, this shit, you know? Um, but yeah, to, to, to go back, like, so yeah, non-fungible token, uh, it's, and you can watch a YouTube video if, if the viewers and listeners aren't sure what, what all this stuff is. Um, I mean, if you're into art, you have to have known and heard of right. what an NFT is at this point. If you haven't heard of an NFT and you're doing art, come on, that, then that, you're really, yeah. you're just not paying attention to current day culture. It means you're just behind, in my opinion. Yeah. You're right. By, by now, everybody knows what it is. And if you don't, wow, you're just behind. Or at least have a general idea. Yeah, yeah. You're right. And, and it is very uh, divisive amongst yes. artists and people. So, um, but yeah, I... I heard about it first probably 
maybe like two or three years ago. And I heard about it as a way to, uh, not, not for digital art, but a, as a way to verify and uh, authenticate artwork. So like you do a, you do a canvas and then you would have a non-fungible token that went along with that. I pictured like a sticker or something that went on the back with like a barcode. Yeah, but QR code, barcode, that was, whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that was written into the uh, the blockchain, so it's there yeah. forever. And that that's so, kind of what yeah. that's what that's I a good idea. That's a good idea, right? Like I, I don't know if that's what's being practiced, but uh, that's kind of what I see as a very practical usage that any artist should agree with. That it's a good thing, right? Well, th there was a company that was doing that, and so I I feel like you know I, I delete my emails, but I feel like they approached me. And so is this something you're interested in? And I, I mean, was it thinking, should be free. that should be free. Like you should be able to do it yourself, and it should be free. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I remember thinking, like, I remember thinking that's kind of a cool thing if the gallery wants to keep track of work. But then I was like, well, how does that work if the gallery's doing it with the artist? And so anyway, I didn't really think much of it. But I did. I got into cryptocurrency a little bit, like back in like 2017, when when there was a bunch of hype. And of course, I bought it when it was like. It was pretty high and then it, it dropped for you know like three years or whatever and, and it, it kind of got me some experience and i kind of understood blockchain and, and cryptocurrency and but it was a joke you know my brother tim and i we were just like you know i think he put like a thousand dollars into it and for those three years it was worth i don't know like a hundred or a couple hundred bucks and we we're just like this fucking sucks you know and then all of a sudden it went <laughs> up and we we're like hey hey wait but um, I, I didn't I didn't think of it that much until um, another podcast that I was listening to. It was uh, Clean Break by Matt Gondek. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know that one. And um, his podcast is very uh, it's very like business centric. So he talks to artists, but he's like, okay, okay, how how do you do this? How how do you get to the next level? And which I like about it, you know, I, I love listening to business podcasts, uh, business of art. And he interviewed the owners of Nifty Gateway, which is oh wow, yeah. And he was he was one of the uh, that's Winklevoss one, twins. It was um, it's, right Nifty Gateways the Winklevoss twins, correct? I think so. Yeah, that's okay. There's two sets of twins. There's there's twins that own Gemini, and there's twins that sold um, sold Nifty to Gemini, but I think they oh. still run it. I'm not sure. The Winklevoss and, twins are like pretty famous and i think they were or are involved with nifty gateway and they're not all loved but you know they're they're really well, yeah. big in the crypto they're big in the crypto world yeah i, I feel like it's i want to say like their last names are um cock foster okay which that's i mean if if, if the cock foster brothers are listening that's a rad last name i like that <laughs> <laughs> i love that cock foster, cock foster. Cock foster? Yeah. You know, like oh. a chicken? Yeah. Fostering okay. chickens? Yeah. yeah anyway, he. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll shut up. My, mine's, mine's Ballsack Prison. What's your last name? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he interviewed, he interviewed these, um, these two owners. And it was really interesting because, you know, Matt was, he was an early artist on that platform. And, the interview was really good because I, I don't think he understood it totally. He was like, well, that, that kind of makes sense to me, but can you tell me more? And it, it was a, it was a good interview. And 
I, I texted Matt. I said, hey, I'm interested in this NFT thing. And he's like, oh, you should contact uh, the twins. And so <laughs> I put it on my to-do list, right? Like in like November. And I didn't, it was just something that was kind of like, I don't know, I didn't really get to because I didn't really feel like, I felt like, well, it's mostly digital art. I'm more of a painter. I don't, I don't know if this like, if it pertains to me, but it's, it's interesting. And I apologize. You're getting the, like the long version of how I no, got no, into no, this. This is great. This is great. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, and so I think something happened like it might, it was right before like the people, the big six, is it 6 million or 60 million or 69 million. Yeah. That's how I remember it. 69 million. Um, and it was like, I want to say it was like a week before that and they were talking about the auction or something or, and I was like, Oh shit. Like I kind of want to get in on this, but it seems like a lot of artists on my, uh, on my Instagram and on my Facebook in particular talking about this a lot. So I, I can feel like something's happening. I'm going to apply to all these different, uh, all these different platforms. So I'm like, I'm like Kermit the Frog, just, I don't know. Sorry. Uh-huh. I'm like the cat, the cat, the typing cat. And I applied to a whole bunch of them. And, um, and of course, like the, the hype was already happening. It might've been right around like, like a day or two before people. And um, I was looking and all those platforms are like, wow, we got 5,000 applicants yesterday. And <laughs> so Nothing happened, but there was a platform called Foundation. And I was like, oh shit, okay, how do I get on this? And um, and I, I, I think I saw, it might've been like, I don't know, I'm getting the, the timelines all messed up, but it might've been like right around when James Jean just randomly dropped a piece on there. Like, yeah, he, he, he did that. He did that before Beeple's big one. Okay, think. yeah. So I it think was, it was before then, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was yep. right around that all that going on and I saw that and I was like oh shit you know and of course I thought oh all the artists that I know are going to be jumping on this and they uh, wanted to and they talked about it like every artist I knew except Luke uh basically we're talking about NFTs it was just like I, I was like in the gallery at GR2 I was going to make a sign that says no NFT talk because <laughs> everybody was talking about NFTs inside it's like saying don't you know you can't play Stairway to Heaven at a record yeah. guitar store. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking no NFT talk because it's all that was coming out of everyone's mouth, and I was like, dude, shut up, don't want to hear it. You know, don't want to explain it, don't want to hear it. But uh, yeah, it was for a minute. It was uh, insane the amount of conversation from everybody. Right, and I, yeah. I remember what happened. Now it wasn't it wasn't the James Jean drop. It was um, it was Matt. I think Matt had some crazy like time drop for like 10 minutes and he made enough money to like pay off his parents' mortgage or something wow. like that. And I was like, yeah. oh shit. Okay, I better like to me it just felt like like obviously like the money was very intriguing, you know, as a you know, I've been a freelancer and and uh and you know a painter entrepreneur for a long time. So I can't ignore that. But then when I started looking into it. I was like, wow, it's, it's kind of interesting because it's it's a whole new fan base. Uh, hopefully, it's a whole new fan base. It's new people that that haven't really seen what I can do, and 
the, the thing that really got me was um, the work sticks around, ideally. If the blockchain is still around in 100 years or 1,000 years, the work, in theory, is still owned by somebody, and it's passed down from generation to generation. And because of the contracts, you know, my great-great-great-grandkid could be making money from it still. And I, I thought that was... I thought, it, I thought everything was like weird enough and intriguing enough that I, I was like, I better at least try because I feel like I'm gonna regret if I just, if I don't do anything about this. And I ended up like going pretty far down the rabbit hole, I think at this, <laughs> at this point in, uh, in early June, it's like, I'm, I'm in pretty deep at this point, but. Yeah, congrats, well, I saw, I think I recall the first one you did, did something like six Ethereums or seven maybe? I think it was, or was it more? I, I think, can't remember. Um, I, I it think it was, like that. I think it was like eight. Was it eight? Okay, I but I remember, I remember I was like, holy smokes, this is um, technically like, I think it, it was a painting that came out before and it was just, it was, it was quote, just a JPEG of a painting, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like really simple. I was like, oh, this, there's nothing moving or uh it wasn't a it wasn't a graphic. Uh, sorry, it wasn't a, a motion graphic. It was really just yeah, a painting. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was a painting that I uh, it was a high res scan of a painting. Mm -hmm. And it still is a high res scan of a painting, so it's gonna be around forever. Wow. You know, I like when I first got um, to back up a little bit, I was looking at foundation and I was um, I was chatting with another artist and uh, it's this this artist Hydro74, who's uh, He's, I don't want to call him a graphic designer or uh, he doesn't really do graphics. I mean, it's like this beautiful art that he's creating, but he's also, uh, he's a designer. He does a lot of stuff for companies, logos. And he was, he, you know, I was asking him about it and he's like, do you want an invite? I'm like, oh yeah, it, it changed my whole, I was like, wow, this is, cause I, I couldn't get into any of them, you know? Mm. And uh his advice to me was, his advice was, because um, I'm like, does it need to be animated? Like, I was so new. I, I he's like, no, just put what, put up what you do, and it was it was very like freeing because I was like, well, okay, I can I can be a part of this and I can play in this realm and uh, and maybe I don't sell anything, maybe I sell a few things, I don't know, and um, and yeah, like I put that piece up and I advertised it and. Um, I think, I think nothing happened for like a couple hours. And then I was like, I was like, I got a bid. I, I got a, It's almost like fishing. Like you're like, I, I look, someone, someone, the bobber's moving, you know? And it's, it's kind of funny. Cause it's like, you, you kind of want that feeling again. It's almost like a, like a drug. I mean, I don't do drugs, but it's almost like, it's like when you get like a high and you're trying to recapture that but it's never gonna it's never gonna be like that. I mean, maybe it will be, but I I I think that was like, I think that very first sale might have been the high point of my NFT. Wow. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm 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 not saying like things might not sell for that much again, or I might not. You know, but it's that feeling, right? It's that feeling. Wow. It was like yeah, because it, it was just like a. a it, it's like when you go to, uh, I, I'm sure Luke has experienced this. Well, you've experienced this too, Eric, but like when you have a gallery show and you're not sure how it's going to do, and then you find out that everything's sold. 
It doesn't yeah. happen too often, but okay. No, but I mean, it's... It, 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 it sounds like the first time I ever sold a painting. Like right. The very first right. time I ever sold a painting at like yeah. a, in, in a Cannibal Flower Art show. It was, yes. You no, know, I was like, you know, I was just kind of like, what? <laughs> like, well, why, and, and, why and is there a red dot there? <laughs> just to go back, I've, I've never had a show where everything sold, but I've had, a, I've had shows where, you know, 80 to 90% of the paintings sell. Mm-hmm. And then, That's awesome. And, uh, but I'm sure both of you have experienced that kind of feeling. And it's like, oh, sure. mm-hmm. it's a feeling of like, like, wow, I just made a lot of money, but also like people love this stuff. And what, what I wasn't sure about people are down with, you know, it's like, it was a really good feeling. Uh, the door has officially opened to you and the NFT community. Yeah. So what, what negative, uh, did you get any negative kind of, I don't know, comments or whatnot, because uh, James Jean had a lot. Yeah, I mean, James Jean has a lot more followers than I have. And I think, um, you know, I, I don't remember what his piece sold for. Um, 158 Ethereums. 158 Ethereums? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So, I mean. <laughs> but but nothing compared to Beeple or, you know, the nothing compared to Beeple. It's yeah. not even close. Yeah. It's not even yeah, in the same. True. It's not even close. Yeah. But th- that's that's one thing that I, and, and I'll, I'll answer the question about the negatives, but um, that's that's one thing I found out in this world is it's it's very similar to the, the traditional art world, but the players are all very different. You know, the buyers, I should say the collectors, they, they're not from our art world. Yeah. They've never heard of Juxtapose Magazine They've never heard of Giant Robot. Um, they they don't know anything about. I, I guess no. They they know about <laughs> art. They know about art. Okay. Uh, but they they're just they're from a different. They have a very different background, you know. Sure. And they haven't been following. I guess. I, I don't even know what the scene is called. Like the kind of like um, the lowbrow. Uh, illustration. Uh, they're, they're completely outside of it, right? They're so, outside of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they don't know. I agree. They don't know Tristan Eaton. They don't know Mark Ryden. They don't know Tara McPherson. They don't know Luke Chu. They don't know me. Um, and it's, uh, but but they do know like the crypto OG. So they know people that have been in that world for many years and- like Crypto punks or whatnot, right? They, they know like, uh, like artists that I've never heard of like Hakatoa or Xcopy or um, uh, th- there's a bunch of them. I don't know why I'm- sure. I'm blanking. I haven't heard of those guys before. You, you haven't heard of them because they're in they're in a totally different world of art than than our reality. You know, they've been showing in virtual in the virtual space for the last like two, three, four years, and and from these these platforms like Super Rare and and even Nifty and uh, you know Known Origin and. They, they were the the predecessors to what's going on now, and they're the ones who, you know, they'll put something out and it'll sell for you know twenty or thirty Ethereum, and uh, which even that doesn't seem like a lot compared to people, but they're they're doing fine. Those, those artists are sure. doing fine. No, it's because it's in uh, they're selling quantity too, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're good. It's a mat. Yeah, I, I think people is one of those artists that. People, people like to bring up people. People like to bring up people. 
Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I'm a rapper. Um, but they like to bring his artwork up, I think because they don't, they, they don't really like understand it. And, uh, and just, just the sheer, the sheer amount of money that he sold that work for it. Um, it it's like a, it's like a headline, you know, it's like, it's, oh shit. You know, it's, well, it's, it's like selling a banana taped to a wall, right? Yeah, it, it, that, it kind of. It made headlines it, it, I, I for better or worse. You know? I, I wouldn't like, even go that far. I mean, like I, I've seen. But, but everyone heard of it. Like everyone now who knows Beeple, everyone now knows the banana on the wall. Right? Yeah, you know? but who's the artist? But, but they don't know, but they don't know Luke Chu. But they don't, don't know Luke Chu. They don't. You know, they they don't but don't. they know the banana on the wall, right? But like, who's who's the artist who did the banana on the wall? Same guy who did the X's on the eyes of cartoons. No, it's not. <laughs> some guy. I don't know. Some guy. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm just saying it's just some guy, you know? It, like he, a lot of people, a lot of people don't know that guy either. They just know that the X is on the eyes, right? Did, didn't that guy just? He, he, right now, he's selling a uh, an invisible sculpture. Is that the same guy? I don't know. I heard about the invisible Again, sculpture that sold see? for eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's that's, an, a, that's a it's a famous art piece, but you don't know the artist, right? I, I'm holding it right here. <laughs> Look at this. It's like it's dick shaped somehow. I don't know. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> don't sit on that one. Be careful. Or sit yeah. on it. You, you might break it. You might break it. You might break. You might. Anyway. You might break. I don't know. I might sure. break. <laughs> but, you know, the. Um, well, okay. So, negative experiences with NFTs. Like, have there been any? I mean, you know. I have a lot of very, um, I, I don't even want to call them traditional buyers because that makes it seem very old fashioned, but I have a lot of collectors who like to collect my, uh, my posters and my paintings and my little pins and, and, I, and I love them, you know, and I have gotten some flack from them because they're like, well, I don't, I don't understand it. What, what is it? You know, why, why would I want to pay for something that I could just right click and save onto my hard drive. Uh, so I, I've gotten a lot of that. And then I, I have to kind of like explain and try to tell them what it is. Uh, and then I've also got a lot of comments on the, um, the environmental aspect of, of using blockchain technology, the, you know, the energy. And I usually don't try to argue that I just tell people, you know, look into it because they're making changes because to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like drawn on that too. I mean, it's, um, but I don't, I can't do anything if I don't make art on the Ethereum blockchain, Ethereum still exists, still using the same amount of energy, supposedly. And I'm not a scientist. You know, I'm, I don't know. All, all I, I know, know is I heard all that energy, that, that energy argument. And I just kind of thought like, oh man, haters got to hate. You know, like it, it's, it, I mean, everything requires some degree of, you know, energy. And it's just kind of like, you know, like you're just, you're like, I mean, like granted, like, you know, the, I kind of feel like the NFT market got really overstimulated earlier this year, you know, which is probably the thing that like kind of sparked some kind of concern, but like, you know, it, it, I kind of feel like it also just, it's also died down quite a bit, like just that the that like, you know, hyper, you know, 
excite you know uh, you know excitement over you know this new art market this new i'm using air quotes right now um art market that people that that just opened up to you know the the rest of the world to to the world that is concerned about the, or that like dabbles in the crypto world um so like you know yeah i can complain about fucking energy usage but like you know it doesn't seem like it's that big of a fucking deal because no matter what like you know there's you know there's drives you know running somewhere in the middle of america around you know or you know in the middle of random countries around the world that are storing all of our information keeping the world wide web you know fucking running 24 hours a day you know um but yeah, that's a that's a like a really i mean it seems like a new argument but it's been going on for a very long time and it only happened because of nfts right it's like where was the complaint while Bitcoin was being mined five years ago? There, you know, like they had it on the news, like server farms, you mm-hmm. know, in China, right? Tons of server farms just using all that energy, but it only became a concern after art. It was kind of odd. I think it became yeah. a concern after Beeple. I think you know the the Beeple auction was on every every single news source around the world. And I think people were like, like anytime there's a big chunk of money like that involved, people are like, oh, what, what, what's, what's that shit? What is that? You know, yeah. how can I get involved? How, how can I uh, make some money from that? Not just artists, like everybody was like, how can I make money? And then as soon as they kind of find out what it is, I, I think a lot of people felt like, oh, that shit's unfair. Why should an artist, why should that guy make that much money? Right, exactly. Something's wrong here. Oh, oh, whoa. Here, I'm doing the Kermit the Frog thing but- again. I, th- I think that happened with James Jean equally, right? He had I'm sure. Uh, it was a lot. He had a lot of uh, uh, negative, negative voices after he sold his first one. You know, and it let, was, it was energy consumption related. Let, let me say something about James Jean. Like, I have the utmost respect for this guy. He's one of the best, uh, best drawers, and probably one of the best painters of our generation of artists, and. He is going to get hate no matter what. He's he's so well known. He's so fucking good. He's going to always get hate. He's going to get hate from artists. He's going to get hate from uh, people that didn't get the print drop. You know, that's kind of how it works when you're when you're that good. He's always going to get hate, and he I'm sure he got a lot of hate from other artists that are that have some jealousy. And you know, I mean, I think we're all. I'll admit it. I'm a little jealous of uh, of, of James Jean. He's a badass. Yep. He's, but he's likewise, likewise, good. likewise, there's a generation of people that are jealous of your yourself too, and Luke yourself. In my opinion, as much as much as a, you know what I'm saying? There's there's a ton who wish they were right where you're at. So it's kind of you know it's all relative in terms of like that. But just yeah, the but amount of the, the the more popular are the bigger the target. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. how how many Instagram followers does he have? I think a million. Okay. <laughs> the fuck, lad. I mean, if, yeah. If you have a million followers, and if he's reaching, I don't know, like five percent of that with a with an Instagram post, you're gonna have a lot of comments and a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I I know Tara McPherson had the same thing. She she had a lot of uh, a lot of hate on her social media. 
I did too, but I deleted, I just, I would just delete the comments. <laughs> wow. Which is, well, cause I mean, some of them were really, uh, really hateful and people were getting into crazy arguments and it's like, shit, I just, I just make art. You know, let me just, let me just make, make some, some art and try and make a living. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pay some bills, you know? So I, I didn't delete all the comments, but when they got very heated and where people were just like, like, fuck you, you know, fuck you. I'm unfollowing you. I just wow. feel like, like, yeah, you don't need to be on my Instagram or, or my Facebook, you know, bye. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It, it literally, it, it came to that. It literally came to, you know, fuck you, Jeff. I'm, I'm unfollowing you. You fucking destroying the environment with your JPEGs. <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, early on in my, in my, uh, I guess my art career, I was doing a lot of kind of like environmental uh, themed work with like robots rampaging through forests and uh, there was kind of like a like an environmental aspect to it yeah. and so I think a lot of my early fans were but of course my work has evolved mm -hmm. and uh, you know well it, my, my work encompasses a lot a lot of different things but yeah there's a lot of and just I think just being in the arts, there's a lot of people that, that are very, um, uh, uh, very big environmentalists, you know, and I, I would like to say I, I'm an environmentalist as well. And the, the research I did, it, it didn't seem like by not doing NFTs, it was going to change anything. So I kind of saw the whole thing as like, this is a really good way, like, like I was saying earlier, to reach new people and to so even like try new tech, like I'm starting to look into, uh, you know, creating my work in a 3D environment, you know, taking one of my skulls. I already know what it looks like on the other side when I painted it. I know how these things move and I know kind of like how it, you know, if I could animate it with my brain, I would do it. I'm sure Luke, it's the same for you. You know how your characters move, you know how they grunt, how they, um, you know, Whatever they do, yeah, you know, you yeah. know the sounds they make, you know the smells they exude, right? You know the, you know. Yeah, no, the, well, yeah, of course, like that's especially like since my anyways, but but you're so you're doing three D stuff now. I'm I'm I've been playing with um, like like today I made a post like hey what do I need I, I'm on a Mac what do, what do I need and like a million people a million of my friends got back to me saying you need this, try this program. And so I'm, it's actually something I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to kind of like go through and analyze everything and like take notes. And, you know, there's like free programs like Blender for the Mac. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, I do want to see, I guess, my work in a 3D environment, but maybe not, like sometimes I'm like 3D on a screen, it's still flat. You know, like how can I take this shit into like the metaverse? How can you go visit a gallery of my work where you go into my world, you know, or like, like there's things to talk to. There's a giant owl that hisses at you or something. And then it shoots, um, I don't know, blood, <laughs> blood all over you or something. That's horrifying. That's fucking horrifying. <laughs> but it'd be amazing. It'd be amazing to see, but like, yeah, you're right. There is this kind of like wall that exists 
you know, known as the screen that we're actually looking at. And um, it, it, you know, even with like, you know, things like, uh, what are those, those goggles called? Like the AR, uh, is it like Oculus or something like that? Yeah, like even yeah. with like an Oculus, like it's still like, you know, there, there, there's, there, there is a, there's, there's still a barrier there. Um, you know, it's hard to fool the eyes. And, um, but, well, I, 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 you know, I, I think that's great that you're like, you know, like f using this time to like full on um, like experiment outside of the traditional um, like painting world. You know, that this, uh, this actually kind of begs the question, like I, I, I think, I feel like it's been a long time since you've had a solo show or anything like, or something like that. Are you, do yeah, you have any yeah. plans on like, I mean, uh, to uh, like um, kind of get back into the gallery world or like, you know, even participate in like. I do. Um, you know, the last, the last solo show I had was, I want to say like three years ago. It was at the Lancaster Museum of Art and History. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was 2018. And then you know, it, it kind of coincided with um, with the gallery that I've been showing at for a long time, Jonathan Levine Gallery. You know, he, he had to shut down. He declared bankruptcy. And that was really kind of like, I guess, kind of like the main place I was showing at for maybe four or five, six years, maybe 10 years prior to that. I mean, I still ha I had little shows like I, I showed in. Um, some other countries here and there at other galleries, but in the US, he was my main uh, gallerist. And so I, I kind of didn't have a place to show. I moved out of my old studio. And the third thing that happened is I started and that took uh, quite a bit more of my time than I thought. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have summers and winters to, to just paint. What I didn't think about is like, summer it's, it's hot as fuck in summer and i'm doing like family things and so it's like i i went i think i went through about a year and a half you know before covid just just drawing a lot and I, to be honest i was kind of burnt out also you know I, i'd been going and doing shows since uh since about 2000 so it was like i don't know 18 18 or 19 years of like doing shows mm -hmm. And I, I guess 18, it would have been 18. And I just felt like I needed a break. And I was going to take like a six month break, but it ended up being, uh, you know, because of COVID too, and just just being uninspired, not visiting anyone, not going to any museums. Uh, and I, I don't want to say I was like depressed or anything, but I think, I think it was just a fucking hard year, yeah. you know? And I, I just haven't been inspired. But I do have, uh, you know, a whole sketchbook full, <laughs> full of ideas, and I, I'm I'm looking at them, and and it's 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 pieces that I want to paint. Mm -hmm. uh, but now now my brain's all fucked up. I'm like, I'm like, do I make these into NFTs? Do these exist just <laughs> as paintings? Like, like, you know, what are these for? And 
I, I really only talk to my wife about art stuff and she's always she's always like like she's a really good listener and she she really like puts things in perspective but it, it's she was like yeah you've been saying the same thing for a couple of years now about how you just because I always go I just got to get painting I just got to start painting again and, and, and you know start working on some projects and uh I mean I, I'm still not super inspired in a way and I don't have I don't have the best spot to work in you know um, there's nothing quite as inspiring as a deadline true true and I you know I have a whole list of galleries to approach but in in my mind I keep going well I need to have at least one of the paintings done <laughs> I need to have one done but I, I have I had like a whole uh, four-year plan where I was going to do my first year was going to be uh, spring. Every every painting was going to be based on spring. It was like symbolic of a new beginning for me, and and I, I had shit planned out. I have all like a lot of the drawings, and I bought all the materials I need, and and everything's ready. And I was going to get like half the show done, and then I was going to shop it around to uh, to galleries that I felt like were out of touch for me. So I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach for the stars. I'm gonna hit up like the bigger galleries, but I want the work done so I can like propose it to them. Mm. I know that's probably not the way it's done because really you need to know someone, <laughs> but I, I figure I have enough contacts. I could kind of like figure shit out, but, but yeah, I, I had all that shit planned out in, um, in December and January and then COVID hit <laughs> in March and it just, it just killed all the momentum I had. So I'm, I'm hoping that, that, uh, you know, I got through another kind of like tough semester. I'm hoping like to really like hit the ground running now. I know I kind of know what to expect this summer and next semester. And, and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to stick to the plan. Is there any word on when you guys can do in-person classes again? Yeah, we're starting in fall. Okay. So we're starting in August and they, they don't know a lot of things like like I was at a meeting and they, they don't know if masks are going to be required. They don't know if social distancing is going to be required. They, they even don't know if, um, if uh, getting the vaccine will be required. I don't think they can require it, but there's a, there's a lot of uncertainty, but the plan is to, to be back on campus, which, which is really exciting for me because I get to, I get to teach watercolor painting, which I love. Mm. And it's, uh, you know, we do like we do field trips. We go paint nature. Oh, cool! Um, cool. I don't think I've ever seen either of your charcoal or watercolors before. Like, I think I mostly just see like your um, canvas work, uh, some like drawings on paper, and then maybe some of the the like you know. Oh, actually, you know what? This is this brought up this this inspired uh, a, a topic that I wanted to ask you about because it has to do with Detroit. <laughs> you know, um, your mural with uh, Max hey. oh, okay. number two, like uh, right, right. there 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 was some issues going on with that, um, if I recall. I, I'm I'm not sure whether or not it's been resolved yet, but like I was wondering whether or not you could like talk about that because from my understand it had something like mercedes oh shot an ad um in you know which included your artwork without permission 
and or uh, credit. Yeah, that... yeah. Um, I, I can talk a little bit about that, but mm -hmm. um, it, it did get solved. It, it did get resolved out of court. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, uh, yeah, to, to, to back up a little bit, that was uh, a wall that, that Max 242 and I painted um, a number of years ago in Detroit. And it was used by Mercedes-Benz as um, kind of like they, they drove by it, you know, and they took some photos. And, and this photo wound up on uh, some magazine covers. It was on their Instagram. It was, on, it was on all their social media, their Twitter, their Facebook. And they actually had it as a, as a press pack that you could download um, for that event. It was, it was like, I think it was like Detroit Auto Week. Um, I want to say like 2018. Mm. So um, we we got a lawyer, and the lawyer got uh, uh, the lawyer went to Mercedes Benz, and then um, you know I'm not exactly sure what was said, but we got sued right after that. <laughs> they and sued you. They sued us. They sued us, for, saying for what? Uh, claiming that we didn't have the right the rights to the work since it was public uh, i see their 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 side this was saying well it's it's a it's a public piece um it was on the streets we had a permit from the city to shoot there so it's your copyright is null and void but this sounds like something that it would be either landmark or it's got had to have been done before this can't be the first time this has ever happened it's um it's happened before it happened on a batman movie where uh, uh, whoever designed the architecture sued um, whatever studio it was, and and they won. Or wait, um, no, Batman. The Batman movie won. Uh, wow. So that's what the other side was using as uh, as a previous um, as an argument uh, against as an argument against it, um, and that was with architecture. So you know, it was it almost did go to court, but. There's a lot, most of these cases don't go to court. Like there was the, uh, the, the Revoke H&M uh, case that was solved outside of court or settled outside of court. Uh, there's been a lot of these. Most, none of these go to, go to court. Because most, court don't go to, most, most things like this don't go to court. That's, no. It's the idea is just to get a settlement somewhere. Somehow, right. somewhere, I don't know, but yeah. Right, so, um, but it did look like it was going to go to court. Because, and I, I can't really talk about it, but they were playing, they were very much playing hardball, the Mercedes-Benz lawyers. Um, so they proposed, like our, our guy and they're like, they, they worked back and forth for a long time. We had a mediation uh, right before COVID hit. And uh, it was, it took a long time and a lot of dealing to get things uh, settled. But um, yeah, it was... Uh, I, I can't talk about what, like, what we got out of it, obviously. Wait, but... so it was settled in your favor? Yes. Is that what you're yes. saying? Okay. Yes. Oh, that's good. Like, yeah. well, how big of a happy face? A little bit, or like a big happy face? <laughs> it or... was. It was like a um, like a straight. I... It was a straight face. A straight face. A straight okay. face. Mm. Because you know, like what they say with mediation is like, like a good mediation is when both sides are unhappy. Or or happy. One or the other. Or, right? Yeah, yeah, but both it's sides. One or the other. Yeah. Both sides feel yeah. like, I mean, yeah. Ideally, you want it to be like like both sides are very happy 
but I don't sure. think that's that's how it works. I think no, usually it's both sides leave angry or unhappy <sighs> means it came out great. If one side is happy, one isn't, then it was very unbalanced, right? Right, right, but, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they they had to pay something, and we got some money. And the lawyer, then not... the lawyer, did the lawyers get some money? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah, of course, of course. So, so well, did they walk away? Okay, so, the so, the so did the did the lawyers have a big happy face and you had a straight face? <laughs> you know, and I don't know, <laughs> Jeff, you froze at a convenient time, but <laughs> no, I, I think <laughs> the lawyers went. Yeah, well, you, guys, you guys all froze to me too. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, the lawyers won at the end of the day. The lawyers won. They yes. always do. I mean, I, I, I would I would highly recommend um, our lawyer uh, Jeff Gluck. He, he he did an amazing job. Um, but yeah, it, does it, he specialize it, in art or cases like this? He specializes. Copyright? Yeah, he specializes in in copyright cases, gotcha. commercial copyright. So, so because of this case, uh, is the future different for artists uh, who paint murals, or is that going to ever is it going to no. change anything? No, it didn't change anything. It's because it didn't go to court, it, right? Yeah, it didn't go to court. So they can't really, I mean, and no one knows, only only we and, um, you know, and the lawyers and Mercedes-Benz know the settlement, so. Right. So you can't really say, oh, well, look, look what, what, what they did over there. I, I mean, I, 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 honestly, I'm, I'm sort of talking out of my ass because it was, it was a really crazy process, like to be there in the room with like lawyer, uh, with the mediator going back and forth and, you know, it's it's kind of like what I read about before I went in there, where where the the mediator is going to come in and be like, they're offering you like a hundred bucks, like that's or or they're going to sue you. You know, it was like there's like that sort of thing, and then we're coming back with like some crazy high amount, and and then you know everyone's stalling like, oh, we know what we're going to do, but let's wait like three hours, let's let them sweat it out. It it was crazy. It was really interesting and fascinating. I, I've been in one before, so I kind of get it. What was it? What was it for? It's, it sucks anyway. It did suck, to be honest. Yeah. What was it for? Because nothing, uh, nothing happened in our case. It was like, it was like we had a whole day, like it was like nine or ten hours. And then guess what? Your lawyers are billing what four hundred and something dollars an hour, maybe five hundred an hour. So he's like ten hours. Oh, good. No, I, I, happy I face. Everyone was everyone was not happy with how long it was taking. It sucks. All that sucks. All, all things most things anyway with law like this are just ne they're just never they're never good no. you know no they blow but anyways congrats i guess congratulations <laughs> i mean well you know it could have went or could have went the other way so well yeah i mean they they, cool. they could have like technically they they could have sued us and won and then sued us for uh for their legal fees yeah and I was like, well, shit, that's, that's gotta be millions of dollars in legal fees that they would be charging us because they had the best, they had like a team of the, you know, the best lawyers that Mercedes Benz would hire. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, this is fucked. So yeah. <laughs> everyone wanted to settle though, because it was also like, right at, it was like, right when no one really knew what was going on with quarantine and, and we didn't know if it was going to be like the plague and people were going to be like, dying in the streets and shit, you know? It was like, it was that, that couple weeks into the craziness. So where's the mural today? Is it still there or did it's, it get painted yeah, over? It's still there, yeah. It's a great mural. Uh, and, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, uh, did, did, are the ads still viewable? 
Like, are those? They, yeah, they... No, they they took everything down as okay. soon as uh, as soon as they were contacted by the lawyer. Oh wow! <laughs> so, but I, there's still some things up because that that image, the image went out to so many places. They had it as their press packet. So, every like Mercedes Benz dealership around the world could use that in advertising. They could use it on like their own magazines they were sending out to people. And so it's potentially still out there. Hmm. Wow. But I, I think, I think part of the settlement was, um, was they have the right to have used it for all those things. So we can't re, you know, we can't, um, resue yeah. them if, right. if that is used for anything. So it was a trip. I, I probably said too much already. <laughs> uh, I, I remember when that was happening because like I think you weren't the only artist that was in this lawsuit like a lot of other artists you know who were part of that like Detroit you know eastern market area who had you know their you know their artwork used in part of uh, in some sort of Mercedes campaign were part of that lawsuit. Oh, so there's more than just you and the other artists. There was actually more, right? I thought I read it. I thought I read about this from somebody else aside you, Jeff, but I can't remember who it was. I think uh, Denial from Canada was there's, one of those artists. There was, um, there was several artists involved because they, yeah, are we breaking up? No, yeah, there was several other artists around because they, they pretty much drove the car around uh, and kind of like took took shots and then. Uh, wow. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And then in your lawsuit part was only for you? Like, did it include the other artists? I can't really like, I don't want to get into like the specifics, but. Yeah, it was. Sorry. Yeah, I don't you, you know how you know how stressful that was getting sued by by a big company like that. No, no, no. I don't no, even no. want to say their name. It was like, I had, Vol yeah, Volvo sued you. Those guys, Volvo. I'm kidding. I had I had art galleries. I had art galleries that I worked with ten years ago, who called me and said, "Hey, I have lawyers that want to know. Um, they they want all the information. They want like." the Jeff Soto file. They want every piece that you've ever sold and uh, they want all the tax information. I mean, I had like, like Jonathan Levine, he got hit up. He had to, he had to provide every single painting that has sold over the last 10 years to them. And it was like galleries. I didn't know. It was like strangers that I barely knew that I worked with people oh. that I did illustration work for. They were getting contacted by lawyers. Wow. So I, I, I would prefer not to. I wonder if that was just to put, I wonder if that was just to put pressure or I mean, they're just getting info to see what your income is or something. That's just so weird. It, I, I read about it and it's, it's common. They, they want to see like what your value is. Uh, that's just discovery. They call it discovery. It's, yeah. It's called discovery. Yeah. So you, yeah, you've been yeah. through it, but it's, yeah, it's, man. it's, if you win, if you win the lawsuit and this isn't even about the, the lawsuit I was involved in. Um, if you if you win the lawsuit, then they have to figure out how much money you get, and so they they can uh, let's let's say um, let's say uh, a car company let's say um, Ford yeah. let's say let's say let's say GM mm -hmm. they'll be like well this artwork was used uh, for social media uh, we had it up for that week 
how many cars did we sell in the markets where that artwork was? Okay, uh, what's the profit we made on just that car? Uh, okay, um, and they, they whittle it way down. So they're like, oh, you're getting, um, you're getting like, look, we can only give you like $5,000 based on what you make for, for what your artwork sells for. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, or, or maybe Ford sold a fuckload of cars that week or GM or whatever our example is. And then wow. you're getting a percentage of their uh, profits, but you're getting a percentage of their profits. That's one way they figure it out. I wonder, so with the news I read from somebody else, I wonder if, were there separate, there were there separate lawsuits of, uh, based like that you heard of? I mean, there's, was there a whole bunch of them at the same time? Cause I, th- I, I think it sounded like there was a whole bunch going on. I a think there's lot. a whole, I think there are a whole bunch of them at the same time. Uh, companies like car companies are getting sued constantly by yep. a bunch of yeah. different people. Oh, time. sure. But I mean, I'm talking about the same situation, like in this the, minute the of the commercial, I, my art's in here and there was a separate lawsuit for that. I, I think I, I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Shark Tooth? Was he one of them? I can't he, remember. I, I think he does work remember. with Jeff Gluck. So oh. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, but I, I think okay. I think you're right. I think there there might have been multiple things yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Yeah. But thanks for sharing. Um, That was interesting mm-hmm. to me. Whether yeah. you can't, I mean, you know, the information you didn't share was very interesting. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I, I don't know what I can and can't share, so I'm, I'm being extra yeah, cautious. No, no, no. I, I don't need to know those details, but just the fact that, you know, just a surprising kind of a situation that happened. I'm yeah. glad, I mean, I'm, I'm personally glad that you did something about it, mm-hmm. you know? It, it was a big relief when it was over, though, because, yeah. you know, you, you don't really, you don't really think, like, you're going to be the one who gets sued with something like that, you know? And then it's scary when a big, a, a company of that stature goes after you. Yeah. Well, I think the Thank idea you, is man. that they have what looks like unlimited resources and they've been through it so many times that it's just like no big deal. But to you, it's happening once and it's kind of, yeah, it's stressful. And they, and they try to add as much pressure as they can onto you. Uh, which is why lawyers are so expensive. You know, they're supposed to accept a lot of that stress, which they don't. But the I idea is funny. Like yeah, the only the other stress. time I've been sued. Oh, yeah. The, the only other time I've been sued. Yeah. We, uh, I, I don't know if it's my internet, but uh, it's a Merce- It's the car company. Each time. <laughs> they're pushing a button going. Oh. Well, the, the funny thing is the other, the only other time that, uh, we got sued, my wife and I, was um, we sold a car and and the guy who bought the car, he was a friend of ours, he, um, he didn't re-register it. And then a year later, it got in a car accident and we were still the owners. So, and that, that was almost more stressful because we didn't have a lawyer. We were like, we, you know, you get like, you get uh, served and they just give you a big, thick, envelope and we're like oh what the fuck what do we do right. with this you you'd think that the driver would be sued not the owner of the car in that in a situation well like he, he got sued too of course um, but like you know like well, what what does this have anything to do with you at that point it, but, it was a fucking mess because like three cars smashed into each other mm. and they were all suing you can only sue uh the person that crashes in into you Right. So someone hit and it bonk, 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 and I've been in one of those. 
It's not funny. I, yeah. <laughs> and we, we were just, we were like, we were so stressed out. And then uh, I think we, we hired a lawyer and it was like a hundred bucks for like, like a little 10 minute meeting. And he's like, Oh, talk to your car insurance. And then, and then, <laughs> and then we did. And, and they're like, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of that. We'll represent you. And it was, it was all state. And we were like, I was like, wow. It's like, thank you. Thank you. All state. You're, you're so awesome. We love you. And, and we, we've been, we've been with all state for like, Oh no, actually we, you know what? This is fucked up. This is, has nothing to do with art, but uh, we're we're on a um, this is an insurance thing with Allstate. Okay, that's good. And, uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get resued by Mercedes Benz. I'm gonna get sued by Allstate. Um, we were <laughs> we were out in Arizona. We were we were on a family vacation, and we we were at um, Sunset Craters. Any have you ever seen that? It's like a, it's a giant fucking crater. It's like yeah, I've seen it. It's, it's crazy. It's so yeah. rad. It's so impressive. So we, we pull up and like we're about to get out and my kid opens the door and it was windy and the door went dunk and it, it, it blew out like a fucking sail and it smashed right into the, the person's car right next to us mm. and it left a dent and we're like shit like we're like what should we do and I, I was like we have we have to like leave a note so we left a note and uh, and of course we get a call from uh, from the people whose whose car it is, and they're like, "Thank you very much for leaving a note. It's really nice of you." And, and we felt good about it. And then like a month later, like our insurance went up, like it fucking went up so high. Mm. And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's because of the uh, it's because of the car accident." And we're like, "Yeah, but it was it was the wind. It was like a it was a act of nature." The force majeure kind of situation, right? Yeah, yeah. And we, I don't know. It's kind of a boring story, but we were just like, like, what the fuck? Why? It would have been cheaper if you just like <laughs> paid for it yeah, yourself in the long run. Yeah, I mean, we 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 always joke. We always joke that uh, well, we did the right thing once. If that happens again, we're just gonna go back up and park somewhere else. <laughs> but but I don't know. I, I think I'm I think I'm too honest to do that. You know, I don't think I could do that. You know, I have a tendency of like, like when I park in uh, uh, a lot and I, and like, I come back to my car to drop something off and I see a car precariously close to my car. I will always take pictures of that car, the, the car. Next oh, to you do that? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's just serious. in case. Just in case. Wow. I mean, can't, can't you just look and see if there's a dent first? But no, but like, no, I mean, I might do one like, in the future. What if uh, there's a oh, dent? Oh later oh. Yeah. oh i see what you're saying when you yeah. first get there yeah yeah I, I get there first i'm parked and then i like have to go back to my car and there's a car parked next to me but it's really close to my car i'm like taking pictures and then you know like you know just in case i come back to my car again and it's like scraped up across the side because makes sense. that makes sense you, know, you gotta protect yourself yeah you do but anyways jeff Thank you so much for doing our project on the bear. Uh, you totally broke up. <laughs> we froze. We froze. Yeah. Wait, what did you say? I, I missed something. I just heard you say thank you, and I'm like, wait, are we are we ending this shit right now? Yeah, it's uh, we're coming up on uh, the thirty, the one hour thirty minute mark. Go oh fast. shit! That's, that's yeah, fast. time went too fast. Well, hey, we... let me wait before before we go. I just yeah, want to yeah. say like no like. I just want to give props to Eric. 
um, because uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're, I think Luke and I were in like a clubhouse room and, and somehow it got like the conversation. I don't even remember how, how did that happen? It, it got, we, we got talking about um, giant robots. Uh, I, I think we're that? talking about we we're talking about galleries. I think like oh, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I guess I don't think. No, you were not there. Oh, oh there. props to me then. Props, props to, to me you. for not being for not being. Oh, in no, 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 no. Pro okay. Props to you because like, like I, I was just thinking about all the different artists that have come through your space, you know, and it's just it, it's just rad that you're still doing your thing. I, I think we all miss the magazine, but at the same time, it's. You know, magazines kind of aren't what they used to be. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I even have I have a zine that I started, and I'm like, I'm like, eh, what the fuck is the point? Like, what? Why do I want to make a zine? So like, so so fucking '90s, you know. But anyway, I just, I just wanted to give you props, and I saw that you have um, a Rob Sato show. Is that oh, that's yeah. going on right now? Yeah, dude. Like, I, I think we we mentioned I mentioned watercolor and. Watercolor is like one of the things I love. He's he's just one of the, like the best watercolorists. He's good. I mean, his his work is so fucking amazing. It is. And amazing. Uh, when did the show open? Just uh, Saturday. Saturday. Just okay. on Saturday. I, yeah. I, I'm gonna look at your hours. I'm gonna try to uh, make it down there. Because just come down the weekend. Great weekday. show. I could I could always meet you. So it's no big deal. We can, okay. Anytime. Yeah. Definitely a show. Worth awesome. Thank you. In person, just because. Yeah it's there's some sculpturalish kind of elements there's some um, you know it, it's definitely something to be experienced in person you, like the photos just don't do it justice at all so yeah I, the photos look pretty good to me i was like oh shit you know yeah, but the, yeah his watercolors um, are always so amazing and you know what's yeah. crazy like like akko's watercolors that's say your also, name right also yeah. amazing yeah akko right uh, yeah yeah okay. she's really her her uh, watercolors are amazing too I, I had both of them out to uh, to speak to my uh, to to the art department at RCC oh, cool. over the last few years, and and uh, man, they're they're both like just just amazing artists and really cool people. So yeah. I don't know if if they hear this, um, shout out to them. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many people are watching on the? Um... Not, not many. I don't know. I'm not even sure. I, you know, it's it, maybe it, a dozen it, or something. Not a lot. Cool. But, we, cool. but they're listening in Thailand. Oh yeah, yeah. We oh, charted. Yeah. We charted in Thailand. <laughs> I, I, oh shit! That's cool. Yeah, we charted. We've charted in Japan and we've charted in Thailand actually, just recently. But Japan too. I'm like, okay, we we're in the art, the top something of art. I don't top know how that happened. Of like the art yeah. podcasts yeah. in Thailand. Yeah. You know, we've so done in Japan and Thailand. People so. listen to our show than they actually watch it, but yeah, it goes know, on. I, I think. Yeah. Cool. And also, um, a side comment: the painting you have in the background looks like a Souther Salazar, uh, a very old one. So, short story, short quick story about that. Uh, I have a painting that leaned up on your painting in his house. <laughs> so he made three, I believe, the exact same size, or maybe it's two, the exact same size. I have uh, one that's the exact same size that was like leaning right against that one because I saw it. I go, I want this one. He goes, that's Jeff's. So and I was like, well, I'll take oh. this one. And I took the other one. There's that's another around. one. right? Yeah. So I actually have the same size painting, but just a different one. They're, they're that was done at the same time. Yeah. Just what, so you know. Was, was that piece uh, done in a similar style? No, it's uh, no. It looks more like a step toward what Souther would do 
you know, he's done since. Yours is a little different, right? That looks like a, it's just like a procession of cars. Mine's got uh, like a, yeah, mine's got like a, it looks like a scene more so. But same miss, size, same size, same time, uh, the yeah. artwork. So just so you know, yeah. That's, yeah, I think I remember it. I think it was, uh, he had two big four foot paintings up at Art Center. Uh, oh, as, that, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a scholarship show. Yeah. And I, I always, I just, I really gravitated towards that one. And yeah, you took the one I wanted, by the way. So, congrats. You have good I, taste. I just, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was trying to get that one, but I was like, well, I'll get the other one then. Yeah. That's simple. That's simple. Mercedes, Mercedes. Mercedes. Let me give props to, uh, to Luke as well. No, not to, not to Mercedes. Uh, let me give props to Luke. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I, I think you had, you had a show recently that was, uh, they had some controversial uh, pieces in it. Right? Did I? Uh, yeah, the, I, I think. Well, okay. You, you had one where a bear was doing like a slant eye. Oh, yeah, thing, right? yeah, 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 yeah. For the AAPI show. Oh, that's did. what it was. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I just know um, my friend Lewis Crow. So shout out to Lewis Crow. Do you know Lewis Crow? <laughs> yeah. I don't. Okay. okay. He, um, he's a big fan of yours too, Luke. Yeah. And uh, he was telling me that he was on a clubhouse and he's like, oh man, they were giving him so much shit. <laughs> and I, I didn't I you know I was like oh I, I got the text like you know an hour late and I missed it but it was it, was, it, it got it got pretty 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 ugly for uh, really uh, wow on Clubhouse because like what's that thing where like you know the 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 thumbnail like image that you associate with um you know the individual like so I your I, avatar. I, Avatar. I call I it the know. avatar, but like people have like some like these initials like PGP oh. or some like whatever. Oh, okay. oh, P PTR. Hold to hold to refresh. Okay, P yeah, but like they um like like so I was showing the sketch of that painting on my like avatar for you know and telling people to like look at it and i had variations on it i had like one of them is just the the hands pulling the eyes to a slant and the other one was the eyes pulling the ha um, hands pulling the eyes to slant with buck teeth <laughs> and um wow like and i wanted to know like like is are my instincts cor uh, correct where i was thinking like okay the buck teeth is just too much like you know i want to like you know and you know and so we kind of got, got into this conversation and like there's this one guy who I guess got noticeably like annoyed by the conversation or uncomfortable by the conversation because he grabbed like a a, a shot a, a a picture of me that from Instagram colored it yellow gave me the slant eyes drew a rice hat on it and Whoa. used it as his avatar for a second and I was just wow. like what the wow fuck? okay <laughs> i i uh, laughed at it because i thought it was genuinely funny but like on hindsight it was kind of like mm, you know that's it's not that funny, <laughs> so you know. But uh, damn, you, it, you had you had the hat on, huh? You know, yeah, they they put the right the the rice hat on and everything. It was uh, it was it was it got nuts. Wow. And now it is my um the that painting is my avatar for Clubhouse. So <laughs> so wherever <laughs> I go, it's it's coming along wow. with me. Anyways, yeah, you do a lot of Clubhousing, right? You're in Clubhouse. Yeah, you're, you see, sounds like you guys are in Clubhouse a lot. I I don't no. use it at all. Like maybe like once every couple like a week, I'll yeah. kind of like you know jump in just to see like especially like the outsider art um, like group is it's always kind of fun it gets really wild 
<laughs> in there. Like no one's, people rarely are talking about art. You know, they're like, you know, this. Yeah, this is, I mean, I, I do it like, like maybe once or twice a week, I'll just be kind of like, like something will pop up on my phone and I'll be like, oh, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I want to hear them talk, you know. Um, and yeah, it's usually, it, it's not conducive to like being a, a family dad, really, because it's like, <laughs> it's like all, all the conversations that are interesting are happening around like eight or nine o'clock. You know, my kids are, my kids are night owls. So they're, they're hanging out, we're eating dinner. And I just, it, it's like being on a phone call and, or like, it's like, it's like doing this. Where like if if I was trying to talk to my kids or my wife, I'd be like, oh, like hold on, you know, and I don't know. I, I like Clubhouse though. I, I like it after midnight. Yeah, but I, but I don't go on it a lot. It's it's just weird. It's like a I, I can't. I have a hard time working and listening to people talk. Mm, yeah, I, I I need something really curated and produced. You know, sometimes like podcasts. You know, to, while, while, while I'm working, or just music, you know, I'm. But, you know, but. There, there's good ones. Like if, if you're interested in NFTs, of course, Clubhouse is like a really good place to to get information. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you're if NFTs are not something you're interested in, or or it's boring, or you know, Clubhouse might not be your thing. Cause it's to me, it's like NFT central. It's probably like who I follow. You know, giving me that that sort of thing in my feed, but so it gets boring sometimes. I've had a lot of different artists that I would just talk to um, from Clubhouse. You know, just you know, it's it, it's introduced me to a lot of different people. So it's kind of I, I'm uh, I've been Eric and I've been talking about doing a, a a robot in the bear Clubhouse room. You know, we don't know when it'll happen. Bit of I I think you should. Um, it's just. I don't want to sound rude, but be careful who you invite to come up and talk because <laughs> any anytime I've created a room or my friend Max, you know, Max242, we've created rooms to just chat. We invite a few people and then it's very quickly, it can be overtaken by, uh, by uh, like people that are very, very much like uh, extroverts that love to talk. They love to be like the center of attention. Uh, and then all yeah, of a yeah. sudden you're just like, like, oh, we can't even get a word in and and then everyone knows each other all of a sudden and then it turns into like a like a party room and we're like we're like leave quietly get the fuck out of here wow you know? all right but, but yeah That's i just I, I just i just wanted to give you uh give you props luke for like you know pushing the boundaries of your work and i i think like that, that's a really interesting thing to look at like at racism and and kind of like heavier concepts with uh with your work you know i, I like that thanks jeff um uh, the, coming from you that means a lot to me because i jesus i i, I was just thinking every time i think of you know you I, I i reflect back to a i think it was a black market show um like in 2003 2004 or something like that maybe 2005 i can't remember and you know and, and always i always just kind of like think back at like you know the like you know, when I first moved out here and, you know, being introduced to what you do. And I was just going like, oh my God, <laughs> like, 
there's fucking Robotech shit in this. This is amazing. <laughs> I could, I totally fucking like, you know, because you know, I'm I'm a total weeb. So like, it's you know, <laughs> like that kind of. Well, you, I mean, you, you probably grew up with with Robotech, and Absolutely. you grew up. I mean, how? Uh, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 48. I'm older than you. Well, I'm 46. So I mean, we watch the same TV shows, yeah. and I know you grew up in like. Like the Central Valley, right? Yeah, but Goodman Fres Goodman Fresno. It's so. it's it's not that different than Orange County and, and Riverside. You know, it's it's not that it's not different. Not that different from Riverside, that's for sure. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. politically like Orange County and environmentally like Riverside. You know. Well, no, I I grew up in like the like the shitty parts of Orange County, you know, oh. like like the like Anaheim, Fuller. Not that they're shitty, but they're they're not like I didn't grow up by the ocean or anything, you know. I, I didn't go to the beach. You mean like Huntington Beach? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't seem so sweet for me. I, I don't think I'd like it there, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I grew up scary inland. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jeff, thank you again for doing the, the podcast. I, you know, hope that we could have you back on again soon. It's, uh, I think it's, I'll, I'll love to dig in a little bit more next time with like, you know, the teaching stuff too, and like, sure. you know, debating like, you know, like, and the. The balance between being an art teacher and a full-time yeah. artist. So much we didn't touch on, and it's only uh, yeah, time. Time flew on this one. So, yeah, but like I think I think like all of our our podcasts are not one and done, man. The whole yeah. thing is you have to come back. Now that you're in the door, you have to be back soon. So yes. that's kind of how and, we do and, it. We'll do it in person next time too. That would be Whoa. amazing. I'll sing awesome. the fucking robot and the bear song. <laughs> Yeah. So how do people find you, Jeff? What's the easiest way and where are you the most? Well, uh, you, can find, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at, uh, at Jeff Soto Art. You can find me on my website, which has a hub to everything. And that's just uh, jeffsoto.com. And I've been on Twitter a lot because that's that's kind of like the NFT um, space. Yeah, Twitter. So what, I, what about Facebook? Because I think it, you post there too. Yeah, I I. I probably post on too many platforms but yeah you can just look up my name on facebook and facebook um, has a lot of the plant stuff that's where i see that well, the most. there's also a special yeah. plant instagram that you have there is there there's a plant instagram called the soto fish so t-h-e-s-o-t-o-f-i-s-h there you go yeah nice and then yeah. all of my plant mm -hmm. oh no did i no, 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 we got it. We, uh, we got it. We got it. Freeze? Barely, barely. <laughs> Did you get my uh, my plant? Okay. Yeah, okay. we got it. <laughs> Fucking technology. <laughs> I know. Alrighty, guys. Hey, thank you. Thank you, thank guys. You. It was really Appreciate fun. It. And see you next week. Peace out. All right. Peace.